All right, here we go. We got a two-part interview with Copy Man, Mark. Fairly new driver. He's been driving for a couple of years. It's still new, but he's getting it. So here we go. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right. Here we are with Copy Man. Copy Man, where are you at tonight? I'm in uh, eastern Colorado. How's your, Middle of how's nowhere, your weather? basically. Good. We got um, dry, dry road conditions. Dry. Not freezing. It's only 37 degrees. Good. You Works ready for good. winter? Never ready for winter until I'm like one second before the truck starts sliding. I'm I'm uh, I'm ready until then, and then I know, you know feeling. And that's when your heart stops. I already had it happen this year, so I haven't run across any ice yet myself. But what's the one thing you won't leave the house yep. during the winter without? Um, I won't leave the house without the one thing. Gloves, like headlamp, uh, <laughs> D pads to change chains. I don't know. Um, my whole kit, my whole chaining kit. Oh, I love those headlamps. They make it so much easier. Yeah, yeah. You want to be seen, and you want to see what you're doing without trying to have a flashlight in your mouth or something. Yeah, that gets a little awkward when it gets cold out. Yeah, you're you're. Your mouth is really not very good at directing the light, you know. Like it's one of those. It's not. It's not uh, intuitive at all. <laughs> oh yeah! As soon as I got one of those headlamps, it was like, oh, I can't believe how much easier this is. Oh yeah, I got a really good one. It's super bright. Like, I feel safe out there with it on. You know. Oh yeah, I I love. There's no way you can't have. If I get hit. If I get hit during the winter, I'll like they can't say I didn't see him. <laughs> you, you can't have too much light during the winter, that's for sure. Uh, getting out of the vehicle when there, all the other vehicles around you are sliding around. Yeah, it's not a not not the not my favorite part of the job. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, could work in an office. <laughs> No, there's uh, there is something to be said though for, you know, not having to uh, go out into the elements. Yeah, which we don't have to do most of the time, but yep. Well, ninety nine percent boredom, one percent oh shit. It's that oh shit that really. That's what we get paid for. 
yeah, I think it's more than 99%. It's more like 99.9%. It's 0.01% of absolute terror. Yeah, the bad but, stuff you know. isn't that bad. I mean, it isn't that often. But you have to, as long as you're prepared for it, it's yeah. not that big a deal. But you know what I find funny is most people, oh, I could drive a truck. Oh, it's no big deal. And it's like, then how come everybody quits about a week or two into winter? Because they can't take it. Right. You know, come right. sliding down cabbage where I get stuck on the hill trying to put chains on and see how long you last. Right. And it's not always where you think it's going to be. Like this year when, when it happened to me, it was and it, it was obvious, it, all the trucks around me, that it wasn't where we expected it would be. It was just a weird little spotted on the on the 80 up there that just um froze over the plows were you? plow it it was a little little incline i was headed um east on the 80 and um almost almost at the uh nebraska border in wyoming and um yeah we were just headed down this little incline you know started going a little faster than we were we were all everybody was cruising about what is 60 something and all of a sudden a trailer started sliding and I looked up and everybody else was slowing down and sure enough at the bottom of the little incline there was a whole wreck everybody else was slipping and you know nobody drove over 40 miles an hour for like 10 <laughs> minutes <laughs> yeah, no you know what I mean it was like every single truck that went down that little thing you know, fear of God in them, you know, and, and and what I mean by that is it was actually their trailers were slipping out, sliding, sliding under them and they were losing traction and nobody wanted to go past that. Was it, that was it windy? It was, you know, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't windy. You know, it had only snowed. You, you were on the other side of that um, closure that. Oh, that the one, day. On, the one on the it 13th. That bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the first, like one of the first closures of the year. It was like way early. I mean, all of it melted long since then. And it's just, um, I've been in worse, you know, but it, at that point it was like, you know, we were all, we were all cruising at a nice, good clip. And that, that one incline, I'm sure the guy that wrecked at the bottom of the hill wasn't, um, wasn't thinking about it either. I mean, he, he had, he experienced everything that I experienced except. I got lucky. He well, anybody that's you know? listening, what Mark, her copy man, Mark is uh, referring to, is the, the episode where we talked about Nebraska road closure. I was stuck in Nebraska for eight and a half, nine hours in Sydney, Nebraska. Copy man was on the other side in Wyoming, and we were able to, you know, we were on on tail ends of this uh, road closure. So if you listen to that episode, yeah. that's what he's referring to. Yeah, I had a, I did an episode on it. I was stuck there for nine hours, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do." <laughs> nine hours is a long time to sit, and a stupid truck. We currently got new trucks, and they wouldn't idle, and so I had to sit there and hit the pedal every five minutes, so that the co-driver didn't freeze while he was sleeping. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah, we had to file for four hours of the time because. During the middle of the night, we had the uh, the engine idled up and uh, did the uh, regen, where it burns the uh, 
soot out of the exhaust system, and they thought we were, I was driving down the road. They got all this data now, and they thought, oh, yeah, I'm driving down the road. We had to file for it. We got it, but it was pretty obvious. We couldn't go anywhere. I, I just looked at my check. I didn't get uh, mine yet. I have to refile for it. I don't yeah. know. What happened? I, I didn't get the pink slip back, and and uh, it wasn't there. I thought oh. I'd, I'd give them to this week, so I'll file for when I get back. You got to look at that other. That oh, I look other at both of them, just in case. But uh, yeah. what we're what we're talking about here is that as road drivers, we do doubles and uh, uh, fifty-three foot trailers, forty-eight foots once in a while. Doubles, twenty-eight foot pups, doubles, and also we get paid for. Mileage pay, which is your mashed potatoes, basically, and your gravy would be your hourly pay, sitting at the terminal waiting for a load, a road closure, uh, fueling time. So we get paid hourly plus uh, mileage pay. A lot of drivers don't even get that hourly pay for road Oh, yeah. When I was a new driver, and keep in mind a lot of people that listen are new, new drivers are thinking about becoming drivers. And the thing is, is that you give up a lot of money by doing that free work. It's quite shocking. Right. And also, there's no incentive for the company to get you on the road. If you have a flat tire, we're on the clock. If you're on a flat tire and you work for one of the bigger truckload carrier companies, they're going to let you sit. And if it's at night, they're going to let you sit until the morning because an overnight uh, breakdown call costs more than it during the day. So you'll sit. And you're not getting paid for any of it unless you sit for 24 hours and then they'll pay you like a hundred bucks or something. A lot of places, but who's going to sit there for, you know, for 24 hours, they'll, you know, 12 hours you're on the road. Well, you just lost 12 hours of home time. Yeah. I was in Utah last week and um, we had a mud flap. We lost the mud flaps on our trailer and we're like, they actually had me go, and I know this is news to you. They had me go to the place. They actually, hey, there's a place like four miles from you, or can you drive there? Because he couldn't come out. It was weird. I'd never done that before. I've done that, but the, only for things that were, uh, you know, like extensive. Yeah. You know, that they couldn't fix over oh. the road, but not yeah, for but a mud flat. Usually the guy just brings one but in. A, yeah. Yeah, but I just drove over and he popped it on and. Yeah, it was interesting. It was both mud flaps, actually, but one of them was just barely hanging on with a one bolt. We had some hail in uh, Nevada, and I think it ripped it off. Pretty amazing. Oh, the hail is just unbelievable. And you know what's also unbelievable? How much weight the ice will throw on the truck. You know, especially right. around your landing gear, your airlines. You know, under, underneath the, the oh, yeah. airline that goes back to the to the tandems on a 53-foot tra trailer because it slides back and forth and hangs down. That one collects a lot of ice. I, I uh, go back there. I've never had one break, but I go back there and break the ice off that one because I'm afraid it's going to break the connection. But I've never had it happen yet. Right. But it just seems, you know, you see this big, huge foot or two-foot chunk of ice hanging off this thing, and you know that can't be good for the connection. <laughs> You know, I'm sure yeah. if, you know, if you got into a scale, they'd probably give you a little leeway, let you knock some ice off. Because what are you going to sure do? do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. Right. But. You're 2,000 pounds overweight and it's all ice. Oh, it's, well, one time. Literally. 
I was running with Dennis and we got back to, this is when I first started and uh, I got to the terminal and what happened was it was freezing rain and the ice, the water, it froze, it rained and then froze on the truck. So when we got to the terminal, I had to get a couple of hostlers over and to call the office, have them send a couple of hostlers over to the truck. And I had to have them break the ice off the outside of the truck. The truck was encased in a sheet of ice about an inch or two thick. We couldn't open wow. the doors. <laughs> we were trapped inside the truck. Thank goodness there was no accidents or issues of any kind. But we literally could not get out of the truck. And then, the you know, it didn't help that the yard guys were sitting there laughing as they were knocking it off. They thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I thought it, I'm sure you were on their Facebook feeds. And- well, I would have been uh, a little bit more. I would have thought it was funny, too, if I didn't have to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, you there know, you go. It's like, oh, you know, which they thought was. Yeah. No, they That's thought it was hilarious. Funny. Now I look back on it, and it's pretty funny. But right. I didn't, honestly, I did not realize how much ice was on the truck. I couldn't roll down the windows. I couldn't open the doors. And then finally, they had chipped enough ice off to where, they were hold the door open on the outside, and I literally had to kick back. I had to kick the door open from the inside. It was the only way we could get it to break loose. I've never ever had that happen before, and Dennis told me that he's never had it happen before either. And you know, he's lived in Illinois his whole life, so he's used to the cold weather, whereas I am not. And. So, you know, when I say I've never done this in the winter, yeah. there's not that much experience behind it because I've only been driving in the winter since 95. You know, he's been driving in the winter since like 1930 or something, 1940. You wow. know, so he's got a lot much more experience than I do. But, you know, of course, the other thing I, you know, one of the biggest things for me is I like to bring a sleeping bag just in case. You know, the truck dies, and then I can crawl into that thing if I have to. That's one of my, that's a big go-to for me. Well, you know, I do that, too, because you trained me. Duh. Oh. <laughs> I, I drove with you for 18 months, man. Mm-hmm. My first 18 months. An experience you probably will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, it's... When a rookie driver just grinding the gears up and bouncing you around back there, like oh, a pinball. Yeah. Well, one time I was back there and I thought, you know what? He's not doing too bad. He's getting the shifting down. It's a little rough, but it sounds like a ball bearing with blenders and blenders in it, but it's getting better. And then I realized, and then I realized, wait a minute, we got an automatic. What the fuck's he doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> and if I had known you were thinking that, I would have slammed you up against oh. the wall. Just no, you know what though is a is a sleeper driver. Uh, you're going to get tossed around if you if you're overly sensitive. You know if you if you oh, yeah. how, how to say it if you have a princess and a pee situation where you can't sleep on the mattress because there's a pee underneath it then you don't need to do this job because you're going to get thrown around. You're going to get tossed around and I don't care how good the driver is. You're going to, there's potholes in the road. Yeah. There's a, you know, something's going to run in front of you. Traffic. Yeah. Traffic. Yeah. You know, you, Oh my God. I have a good co-driver now, but he, when he gets in trap, I mean like, it's like, Oh, I know. It's horrible. Trust me. I know. You know like, 
and just stop and go. And it's like, what are you doing up there? You know, like, well, but he's just trying to get down stop the road. and go traffic. I, if I can, and you can't always do this, I like to just pick a gear and just like second or third or whatever it is, and then just let it roll. And if I can pick just, if it's rolling just perfect, then I don't have to clutch or brake. And people say, oh, it's because you're trying to be, no, it's because I'm lazy and I don't want to sit there and shift every two minutes. It's, you know, and it's not doing me any good and it, it just doesn't, what's the point? It, make, it makes for a smoother ride. Too. Oh, I do the same thing. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example of that. Um, when we were, um, and you could tell me, we we went to Bloomington, California. We had to go through Vegas on a Sunday night. Going through Vegas to Southern California on a Sunday night is pretty much horrific. Every night, every Sunday night that for was, six months. Not that was in, horrific. Yeah, I, rem- I remember. Oh, I was back was there the, hearing you, hearing you okay, cursing all that. the cars. I do it and I don't even realize it. Hearing the, hearing, the, hearing the motion thing go beep, beep, beep when you get too close to the vehicle. Like yeah. the entire time, when, for three hours. What Copy's talking right. about right there, he's talking about the avoidance collision system in the front of the truck. If you get too close, I'm not sure what the distance is, the thing will start beeping, and it's really annoying. Yeah. You're moving faster than the vehicle in front Which of you. Which is nearly impossible beeps. in that situation, because so. between, once I get to the bugs, the agricultural check station in California, just north of Barstow, it, you know, right there is where it, it would let up. But, you know, from Vegas to there is usually only, what, like 45 minutes, half an hour? I imagine you're constantly trying to close the gap between the car in front of you and so the other cars don't get in front of you. It's a really messed up dance, man. Yeah. And you can't possibly keep up with those little little cars. No, in fact, if if you start to do that speed up, you know, second, third, fourth gear, and then brake, second, first, you know, you can actually heat up the brakes and you can smoke them. I know that sounds crazy, but that constant brake, 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 you know, you could smoke the brakes. I've actually done it, you know, out of frustration. And I was like, oh my God. But then back then the brakes were smaller. They were quite a bit small. I think they were, I think they're eight inch and I think they're 12 inch now on the brakes. So it's quite a bit small. I could be wrong on those numbers. I'll have to look them up, but I know they were quite a bit smaller in our older trucks, but that was rough. But, you know, you know, for four hours, it's really hard to stay smooth in that situation. You know, one time there was a guy in front of me, had his foot uh, out the window and he was playing the guitar as he was steering with his other knee. And I thought, oh gosh, you know, we, we really have been here too long. So you picked up your tambourine and started. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Singing, singing, singing backup. No, singing my, my favorite one was no? a guy in a jeep. No, because this is the desert. A guy in a jeep jumped out into the into the um into the 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 desert area and started running down. There's power lines that run along this thing around the I-15, and he he started racing down that power line road in the dirt, and a cop stopped and. You know, before he, you know, just waved his hand and gestured for him to come over and said, no, 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 you're not going to do that. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought if he could get away with it and not get stuck, let, right. him, go. let him go for it. Who cares? You know, one less car yeah. on the highway. Yeah, but they're just going to have to rescue him out of a ditch. He kept going. Well, at least it'll going. give us something to be entertained by. 
No, then everybody will slow down to look at it. Come on. No one's ever seen an accident before. Oh, my God, look, they're they're flashing blue and red lights. Oh, That's and the, uh, and the uh, Whiskey Pete. I was trying to. Like they've whiskey never seen Pete's right there on the border. I was trying to think of the name of the place. I went in. The, I went in. The, I went in there with Rob. Rob is yeah. uh, Copy Man's current partner. He's. Uh, he's. We either refer to him as Rob or the man who must pee, because he because he pees a lot. Oh. So Rob, yeah. you know, without hesitation, he drove into that place to switch out because we were out of hours and we needed to switch out. And I was like, "Oh, Jesus, might be trouble." So we got in there, got in there just fine. It literally took us a couple hours to get out of their parking lot. Right. Again, a Sunday. I don't remember what day it was. I'm assuming it was a Sunday, but I had to do some moves that probably would have got some people yelling at me. You know, I had. You're number one. Oh, quite often. Come on. I did a. You know, I I, had, I cut a guy off. It was it was uh you know he kept letting cars in, kept letting cars in. After like the you know the tenth car, I said you know forget this, and then I swooped around him and just cut him off. You know, big truck. I, I just can't. I'm never going to get anywhere with this. You know, I don't. I'm all for letting a few cars here and there, but you know, you can't constantly just keep letting them go in. You'll never get anywhere. Yeah, and. You know, they they tell you you're number one. After oh that, yeah. Right? What do you, you mean? You mean they? Road yeah, well, I don't know if you what? call it road raging since they were only going about thirty, you know, feet of, uh, you know, every ten minutes. Right. But what happened was, right. You know, and just to you know, to emphasize, I'm not talking about not letting anybody in. I'm talking about when there's a couple hundred cars trying to leave. You know, you can't let them all get in front of you. You'll never. You'll be there for hours. Yeah, you know, so it's a fine line between being a jerk and and uh, trying to get down the road. Sometimes you just, you know, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Speaking of a hundred cars, remember that move I did in Vegas? <laughs> or not Vegas, North Nevada. The first time I went oh. through there, I was trying to pass that. Oh my driver. goodness! This, oh, you gotta oh, tell it. This God. is. It was it was hilarious. So I'm, I'm, I'm going down the road, you know, we can only go 62 miles an hour and I run across a Swift driver and you know, their, their trucks are clocked exactly the same as us. We really like should never encounter each other if we're both paying attention and going as fast as we can. So this guy, he's going 60 miles an hour in front of me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pass him. I think maybe I can pass this guy. Maybe he's only, only able to go 60. So I, I get out there in the left lane. It's a two lane highway. And I've never, never experienced this before in my life. I just, I start passing him and then all of a sudden I realize, oh no, he's going, he's going 62 and a half miles an hour, just like me. And I, I inch all the way up. Apparently he lets me get all the way to the point where our cabs are like equal. I can look over and see him and I'm trying to remain calm and I realize, okay, now, now's the time he just let up, lets off the fuel and lets me pass. No, this guy decides. He's got me right where he wants me, I guess, and he's going to play a little game with me and um, leave me out there. Well, in the meantime, cars are piling up behind me like, you know, there's a Swift truck in one lane and uh, our company truck in the other lane, and we're going down the road, and he's like, I got you where I want you, I guess. I, I don't know. I never 
never experienced this in my life. I'm like, if it was me, for safety reasons, if I wasn't the one in the right lane, I'd just let off and let off the fuel, let him get in front of me. Because you, you don't want to block, you can't block the, you know, you can't leave him out there forever or, you know, whatever. Just, But, nope, he left me out there for, I guess it was a long time. <laughs> I think it was like, I tried to stay pretty calm. And you said 32 like, miles. Yeah, it was like 30 minutes. I guess it was more, yeah, it was like 30 miles or something. But so anyway, then I finally go, okay, I realized this guy's not going to let me pass. He's a total jerk. And um, I didn't, I hadn't like done anything dangerous, like swerved or try and like do something, anything stupid. I just backed off, let him pass. All the cars told me I was number one as they drove by. And they, they told him he was number one too, like, you know, all the gesture, hand gestures and all the, uh, you know, the screams that, like, I can hear them. I can't hear them. They were probably saying, you're number one or something like that. I'm sure I'd ruin their day. I'd like the, the, delayed them. But, um, then I, I frustrated. I'm like, I was kind of upset. I pulled over to a, in a snow, snow chaining area and, said, all right, I'm going to relax, let this guy get way ahead of me. I don't want to deal with him again. I don't want to see him again. Because I knew right when I got right behind him, he would slow down again, which he did. He started going 60 again, which is infuriating. I would never do that to anybody. It's totally unsafe. But so then Charlie pops his head out of there. He's, we're almost ready to switch out. And he's like, I tell him what happened. And he's laughing at me going, oh, was it a Swift driver? I go, oh, how'd you know? He's like, they do that. They like to do that. Like oh I did I had no idea right then I start driving again and I see a Nevada Highway Patrol swoop by me like super fast and I'm thinking I yell go get him pull that Swift driver over oh you hit the horn you hit the horn <laughs> and sure enough oh, no 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 sure enough he pulls the Swift driver over and we're we're passing the Swift driver and the cop and I'm like yes finally there's justice in the world oh my god. So I honk the horn when I'm passing him, and then uh, the cop comes and pulls me over. Oh, I'm like oh my god, he didn't give him a ticket. He doesn't have he didn't have time to give him a ticket. He gives me the riot act, and I'm like I told him, he does. I tell him how I lie and tell him it was like ten minutes or something. And um, he said you should have backed off. You should have been the bigger man and backed off. I go I did. I I did. I backed off. I, you know, I could I could still be out there in that lane. <laughs> <laughs> he could, you know, if I didn't back off, I'd still be out there on that on the, out there stuck. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't fall for well, that. Keep in mind, during no. this whole process, I was asleep, right. and right. uh, I think the what added to yeah. the frustration of the cars was the fact that we were westbound on I eighty up there in Nevada just before Reno between Wendover and closer to Reno and all those people are just, you know, they've been on that road forever. They're tired. And I'm, you know what? I don't remember what the speed limit is, but it's, oh, it's 75. It's quite a bit more than we can do. And yeah. people get a little frustrated, but there were more than a hundred cars behind me. I, I do know. I do remember that. I just like, there's a lot of cars behind me. And apparently the cop told me that one of them called the police more than one of them called the police. <laughs> All the police on I can honestly say that I, they, like, as far as I know, you hold the record for that. Well, I don't know. 
I think there's somebody out there that stood out there for 40 minutes, maybe. Maybe not. All I know is... I'm a patient guy. I was pretty calm. I didn't get upset. I didn't get out of control. I didn't lose control. Well, you get stuck out there, and there's nothing you can do. You know, you back off, but then sometimes you back off, and then they back off, and it's like, really? Seriously? I'm sure that Swift driver has the same story, just from the other side. I got me one, boy. He, He was out there for... 30 minutes. You know, the, the, the thing about that is, is you know, if anybody's listening to this, you may be thinking, no, no, he's just joking, pulling Swiss, pulling Swiss chain. No, it's it's really true. If, you know, Swift drivers will, for whatever reason. They have a culture. They have a culture of trying yeah, to I don't understand why, because I'll back off. Oh. Well, let me take it back. If there's nobody around yeah. and there's no traffic, then there's nothing going on. Then I don't really care. Maybe I'll I'll break, I'll kick it down like a mile per hour or something. Let a guy go around me. If there's a lot of traffic, then I'll go ahead and get off the throttle. Let it let it just roll forward until the guy gets around me. Then I'll blink him over. Now I'm not doing it because I want to be a nice guy. I'm doing it because those cars that are stacking up, eventually one of them's going to do something stupid, go around on a shoulder or something like that. Then he's not the one that's going to be the problem. It's the next two that come around. One of them is going to be a problem. That's why wow. I do it. Well, I I I I do it because I don't want to be next to a big truck for that long. I've I've no desire to be that close to a big rig. For oh, th- that too. That long. So I mean, I I just like you know what we had the Smith training and they go create space around you as a safety cushion and. You know, it's your responsibility to create that space, and um, you do it by yielding the, the right of way, not not by ins- insisting that you have the right of way. Like oh, he absolutely. Was to do. He, he he put us he he locked us both in that situation for that long because he wasn't um, being safe. That's the bottom line. And um, if he was paying attention and going sixty-two miles an hour, I would have never come across the guy. He literally, we would have been. You know, but he was obviously doing something, not paying attention, got off the throttle, and I, you know, I came up behind him, and hapless, poor little me, I didn't know that was the, they have fun with that, apparently. I, I don't know. I, it's it's very unsafe practice, but, you know, it's um not something I would be well, involved in. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. You don't want to be next to another big truck. And... No, or any even a little a car doesn't want to be next well, to a big truck either. Like even when I'm driving a regular vehicle, I, I don't want to have that big rig near me for any longer than well, it needs to be. Well, especially so, you know we. Hello. Yeah, we lose a tire. That's like a bomb going off. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could a rock. They could kick up a rock. It comes at you like a bullet, like literally. Well, you remember that we were going north on the I-15 once. And um, I think it was a dump truck or something went around us. And as he was passing us, he lost his steer tire. And the entire thread threw up and landed on our windshield. So, I mean, I'm, right. I'm, yeah, yeah, I must admit exploded. it was quite loud, too. I must admit I was, I was, I was pretty startled. Yeah. So what I did was, uh, you know, I pulled over at the off-ramp. He pulled over the off-ramp. He had another guy with him. And we went and checked everything out. There was nothing wrong with us. We just got going. But I always wanted to check everything out. And, you know, if that would have been a motorcycle next to him, he probably would have knocked the motorcyclist right over. Right. 
getting hit by all that tread. All right. That was pretty. That now, was a lot of what we're going to do, this one's going long, so, and we could talk forever. So I'm going to make this a two-parter, and I'll release the second part later in the week. So I'll end this as part one. The rest will be on part two. The rest of what? Nobody's going to listen to us for a whole hour. Hell, we could barely <laughs> we could barely listen to ourselves. Kidding.